Welcome to the Body and Mind Healing and Liberation Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Anna Vicroy. I'm a biracial woman of color living in a fat body. I'm also a trauma survivor who spent most of my life in high-achieving functional freeze, which looked normal and successful on the outside, but felt empty on the inside. Now as an empowerment and trauma healing coach, hypnotherapist, and practitioner of mind-body therapy, I support women in transforming the way they perceive and relate to their body as a portal for deeper healing back to our confident, worthy, joyful, and authentic self. The work of liberation is intimately tied to healing because oppression keeps the body in a state of trauma and survival, and we are never truly free to be ourselves until we are all free. Thank you for joining me here. Now let's dive in. Hey, thanks so much for being here. I'm excited to have this short conversation about this open letter of apology that I wrote this week that went out on all my social media and email list. Um, And it's about the harm that I've done as a photographer. And this brought up so much Uh, depth that I really want to talk about some of the nuance of it um, because I received so many more private messages because people felt uncomfortable to comment publicly in social media. Uh, People had a lot of questions um, and there was a lot of defensiveness too um, because it felt like I was um, quote-unquote calling out people um for doing what i'm what i was doing that i no longer do (laughs) um so i believe it's important to talk about it and before i get into it i i want to say that um this is an important topic because as you do your healing and liberation journey this is something almost all of us is going to have to grapple with um with various oppressive beliefs that we may uphold. Um, Because all of us, more than likely if you're listening to this, um, have been raised with oppressive beliefs, oppressive beliefs about bodies, oppressive beliefs about different kinds of behaviors and what that means about you as a person. Um, So many beliefs that do not honor our humanity. And... Um, when we have those beliefs and we interact with other people, we more than likely do harm to other people. And so as you start to become aware of beliefs and behaviors that actually hurt other people, this might be something you might want to consider at some point in the future when you, when you get to that point. Um, the other thing that I want to say is that this isn't about calling out people for harmful behavior. I can see that, you know, we are all doing the best that we can with what we know in each moment. We're all doing the best that we can to survive in this very oppressive culture. And so, you know, knowing that people are not yet at a point where they have the capacity within their their bodies to start to heal from some of this, it's okay. I totally understand that. And this is not about judgment of right or wrong or good or bad or better than or any of that. This is about bringing awareness to this topic. 
because we can't change what we are not aware of. You can't change what you're not acknowledging. And so it's important to acknowledge this if we are going to start to shift from oppressive beliefs to beliefs that are more supportive to humanity thriving on this planet. <laughs> okay, um, so let me read this. I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. I might stop halfway through. Um, I've done harm as a photographer. I've hurt people even though I had good intentions with love in my heart. Many of these people didn't even know I was hurting them because I was conforming to their beliefs about beauty. Many people even thanked me and paid me a lot of money and they didn't even realize what I was doing was ultimately hurting them because they were so disconnected from their own body and their own truth. My actions contributed to upholding oppressive beliefs about our bodies. You see, our body can feel when it's threatened. It's subconscious. It's through the nervous system. It's cellular intelligence. I photoshopped people's bodies to conform to oppressive beauty standards, and this sent the subconscious message to their body that it is not enough. And this is dysregulating to the nervous system. And yes, photoshopping is a standard practice across the industry. Most of my clients even asked for this service. I was really good at seeing bodies with a critical eye and knowing exactly what needed to be quote unquote fixed. My client's survival self may have felt satisfied with this service because they now had proof of worthiness, acceptance, which equals survival. But the body slash subconscious also knew the photo wasn't real. You see, for many of my clients, when they looked at their body in the mirror and they saw the cellulite or the roundness of their tummy or the thickness of their thighs, there was a subconscious feeling that this body is not enough because it doesn't look like the quote unquote perfect body in the photo. Proving our worthiness contributes to chronic nervous system activation, which is harmful to our physical health. When we feel chronic unworthiness, our body never truly feels safe. Of course, not everyone's experience was the same, as this is extremely nuanced and differs depending upon one's nervous system health, trauma history, and inherent sense of worthiness. Well, I am here to say that I am deeply sorry for all that I have done to harm people and how my actions upheld the systems of oppression. For the past 10 years, I've been on my own journey of healing and liberating from body oppression, and this personal work is reflected in my photography work. It's been a process of doing less and less Photoshop over the past seven years, and happily I can say for the past three years, I no longer use Photoshop to alter body shape. Because I can now honor the wholeness of my humanity, I now can honor your humanity. And I can show up and admit to mistakes and harms without it having impact on my worth. I write this open apology as a way to model how you might start to look at how you might be unintentionally causing harm or upholding the systems of oppression. 
Until we do the work of body liberation, we are upholding the systems of oppression in some way. The only way to stop the harm is to do your own healing and liberatory work. The answer does not lie in an intellectual process. It lies in your body because this is where oppression is embedded and upheld. All right. So <laughs> let's see, where are we going to um, dig in first? So the, the one thing that I, I want to point out is the thing that I'm apologizing for was the thing that people were actually paying me for. I attracted a lot of my clients because I was so good at Photoshop. I was so good at being able to see uh, what people would perceive as flaws in their body. And I knew how to use light and posing and Photoshop to um, address that uh, issue. And I want to say that I was so good at that because that is the lens through which I looked at myself. We usually treat other people with the same lens that we treat ourselves. And I was so critical of my own body. It took a long time for me to get to a point where I felt more connected to my body and actually believed the kind words I forced myself to say about my body. Um, so it was a process. I didn't wake up one day, although this could happen for a photographer, I didn't wake up one day and stop using Photoshop um, because how this showed up in my work was just a reflection of my own personal healing journey, which isn't like a light switch on or off. You don't just decide, okay, I'm gonna love my body and then you feel it the next day because the way that you feel about your body is ingrained within the body. It's not a mental process. And that's why the mind-body connection is really important in order to move through some of those subconscious patterns and energy that is held within the body that keeps the body stuck in those subconscious beliefs. You know, I talk about subconscious, oppressive subconscious beliefs. And those oppressive subconscious beliefs are basically patterns in the body. Conscious beliefs, conscious thoughts, so like mindset work, um, can happen, you know, instantaneously. You can decide right now to have a different thought. But that doesn't mean that your body feels that. And that doesn't mean the next time this topic comes up that that thought is going to be your go-to response. It will take energy and time. And so mindset work can work over a long period of time. And honestly, that is what that is how I started my body image healing. And it took a really long time because I focused on the mindset component of it. It wasn't several years into my healing journey that I started to learn about the body and subconscious and um, the shadow side and the deeper layers of healing because it's not just about believing that you're beautiful. It's not just about that conscious thought. It is about connecting to the body and shifting the patterns and the energy within the body. Um, so 
one thing I want to talk about also is when I talk, like, people are asking, like, how is this harmful? If people are paying me for it and it makes them feel good, how is it harmful? And that's an excellent question. So let's, let's get into that. Um, so in the moment, it's not necessarily harmful because that person is, um, you know, they're feeling good about it. They're, they're needing that, um, hit, uh, that the, the feel good hormones, um, when they see their photo, they see they have, um, they see their portraits in a body that, um, they can accept and that helps them to feel good about themselves. And that is a temporary feel good feeling. The harm comes later on for some people, not everyone, but for some people that have um, a history of trauma, chronic nervous system dysregulation, um, or deep-seated feelings of unworthiness, They later on after that feel-good um, feeling wears off, and they realize that their body, their real life body doesn't match what they see in the photo, the photo starts to become an anchor point of not enoughness because their body doesn't match the photo. So it, it serves to remind them of I'm only good enough when I'm photoshopped, which isn't even real, right? Um, I'm only good enough when I'm like this, but when I look at myself in the mirror, this is not good enough. And so when people who have that history of trauma, nervous system dysregulation, or, you know, lots of shame, um, in their past, um, or these deep seated feelings of unworthiness, it stacks on top of that and it solid, it, it amplifies those um, feelings and it does more harm. It creates more nervous system dysregulation. It creates more trauma. Um, so, you know, as, as you've heard me talk about in, in the other podcasts, the dysregulation to the nervous system is um, a foundation to a lot of disease. So it, it impacts physical health. So it's not just this emotional harm, it trickles down into an actual physical harm, um, one that you know contributes to diseases that are rooted in um, chronic nervous system activation, um, PTSD, and or, um, oh my gosh, I just had a thought and I just lost it. Um, Okay, can't think of that word right now. <laughs> Letting my human self be human right now. Uh, so that is, that is why it is harmful. So it doesn't impact everyone the same way. Like I've had many clients who um, don't, you know, had a healthy upbringing related to their body, who don't experience um, chronic stress, trauma, have lots of capacity in their nervous system to handle uh, stressful situations without being thrown off. You know, don't cycle between anxiety and depression. And for them to be photoshopped 
and to go through that experience of like, oh, my body doesn't match the photo. Um, you know, that's okay. That was a fun experience. I really enjoy that experience anyways. It doesn't matter that my body doesn't look like the body in the photo because they're, they're not, they have the capacity to move through that realization, right? That their body doesn't match. They're, even though they received a lot of satisfaction from receiving photos that didn't necessarily reflect their real life body, they're not, um, their sense of self-worth is not impacted by the knowing that their body is different from those photos. So it doesn't impact everyone the same way. And now having said that, talking about you know who this impacts and it, and it impacts different people to varying degrees you know so it's not like a switch of like it impacts you or it doesn't impact you um you know it's it's a gradate gray gradi, gradiated <laughs> it's a it's a linear scale okay so like there could be some people it impacts at one four six nine or ten okay um I'm just cracking myself up with not being able to find my words today. Um, yeah, so one more point I want to make about people who have experienced trauma and people who have chronic nervous system dysregulation, um, I do want to reflect that a really large percentage of the population uh, experiences uh, nervous system activation, um, chronic stress, and or trauma to varying degrees because of the culture that we live in. Um, I've, I, I, there's a lot of this tied to the way that one is raised. Um, so the, the interaction between the parents and the attachment and the ability for that nervous system to develop in a proper way. Um, but it's also dependent upon um, social identity and you know how many um, privileges uh, an identity may hold, um, they may be subject to less um, oppressive circumstances that would lead to less stress and or activation. And that, that those are very general statements because everyone has their also their own individual um, identity or experiences um, that lead to stress and nervous system activation. So I say that because if you would have asked me 10 years ago when I was um, starting my healing journey, you know, if I was living in survival, I would have told you no. Um, if you would have asked me if I had trauma, I would have said no. Like I, I was a badass. I could get through anything. Um, like trauma yeah I've had um really stressful things happen to me in my life and I pushed through them 
So like I was not letting trauma, quote unquote, hold me back. And like regarding nervous system, I I would have responded something like, you know, I experience stress every once in a while, but like I just get things done and I, I don't think that, you know, I go on vacation, I... I don't think that I'm living in survival or have a dysregulated nervous system because I didn't feel like I was walking around in a panic attack all the time, although I did have panic attacks from time to time. Um, But yeah, I never would have categorized myself as someone who had a dysregulated nervous system uh, or experienced trauma until... I started to understand how the nervous system actually works and how trauma actually shows up in your life. These things are part of our biology. It's part of our body. The nervous system regulation and trauma healing does not happen at an intellectual level does not happen through forcing it through your mindset. It happens by moving it through your body. And for many of us that are so disconnected from our bodies, we're also disconnected from the physiological mechanisms that allow that energy, that stress and that trauma to move through our bodies. So it's not... A mindset thing. It's a body, animal, uh, biological function. So if you're not sure where you land in terms of nervous system regulation, nervous system health, or um, possible trauma patterns, um, I encourage you, and you know, you feel like you feel like it's being called to you to learn more about it, which I'm guessing you are if you're listening to this, then um, be open to learning more about what that means, about connecting to your body. Because when you can heal your relationship with your body and you start to relate to it and perceive it in different ways, then you create the capacity to move through the stress so that it doesn't accumulate in your cells and caught and contribute to nervous system dis- dysregulation and trauma. Um, and there are um, body-based practices that I teach to help with nervous system regulation. And I feel like that is the key to actually shifting those subconscious patterns is through the body. But it really does start with um, connecting to the body, um, learning how to regulate your nervous system, and then you can start to move through some of those patterns. Okay, so I received several messages from photographers who are still using Photoshop to adhere to beauty standards and some of them, you know, are, are quite defensive and I totally understand. I totally understand if you've built an entire business and all of your livelihood is based in um, providing this type of service to people and 
I just ask you to stay honest to yourself and look within and see what's true for you right now. And it may be true for you right now to continue doing what you're doing. But I ask you to listen to your body. Listen to the thoughts that you have about your body and listen to your body's reaction. And over time, see if anything comes up for you that may want to change for you in the future. You know, this is definitely, like I said in the very beginning of this podcast, this is not about placing blame. Um, This is not about um, having anyone be right or wrong or judgment. That's the old paradigm. I'm done with that paradigm. I'm in the paradigm of honoring each person's humanity and each of us is trying to do our very best to survive in this world. Now, for those photographers who are coming to the realization that they don't want to use Photoshop the way that they have been in the past and are possibly starting to realize um, some of the harm that can be done by doing this, um, the first thing that I want to say is to be really kind and gentle with yourself. A lot of times when we first start doing this healing and liberatory work, there's the tendency to really beat yourself up and feel all this guilt. And it's actually that um, that loop right there that keeps people from doing this work. And you may need support to help you with that guilt-shame loop. Um, because it, it can be hard to just move out of that and you might need some help with nervous system regulation. And so if you're finding that you're wanting to make this change and you don't want to use Photoshop anymore, then you can go ahead and start figuring out, you know, how to, um, change your action. So how to stop doing the Photoshop and also pay attention to what's happening in the body, what's happening with your thoughts, what's happening with the emotions, what's happening with the messages in your body as you're making these changes. And that can be really hard to do, especially if you're, if you've been disconnected from your body for a really long time, or you have a history of trauma, um, or stored stress, um, or nervous system dysregulation. So, um, and that's where I can support you. All right, so if you have any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. And thank you again so much for being here. I really do appreciate you. If this has been interesting, I invite you to join me in my online community, The Self Love Club. Check out my website for more information. Sending you all so much love. Bye for now.